Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You know we belong together. You and I forever and ever. No matter where you are, you're my movie star. And from the very first movie I saw you, there was such emotion walking on air. Just to know, just to know, you are there. Hold me in your arms, don't let me go. To stay forever Talking movies And the Hello and welcome to the Talking Movies Pictures Movie Show. With me, Boom, Tim Goodings. Hello, and you, Andy Price. Hello. Okay. Thanks What's, for listening. That's I'm not. I'm no. hosting. Okay. So this, this week we will be um, our guest, as you've seen on the episode title, is uh, we are struggling this week to find. Um, I mean, all the actors, all the big big guys, big boys, big girls, big ladies have gone to the Edinburgh Movies Festival, which mm. happens throughout all of August, sort of take over the whole city, and uh, there's lots of um, performances and such. We got a good, pretty um, good last-minute quest, though, yeah, up-and-coming so, so actor. We, we struggled to find someone, but in the end, we did actually manage to get uh, Tim Goodings. Yeah. Was, uh, why uh, why uh, do you reckon he didn't go up to the Edinburgh Movies Festival? Uh, I think he's been lost to America. I think he's just that, kind of oh, like... That, that, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, he's at the... Um, American Movies Festival. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. So well, let's talk a bit more about this Edinburgh Movies Festival, because mm. even though it's probably the biggest uh, fringe movie festival <laughs> in the whole world. The Edinburgh Fringe Movies Festival. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, it's not your it's not your can. It's not your American Movies Festival, but it is. It's really the butch to the Sundance Film Festival. Ah. It's much more butch because they are Scottish. Yeah. And aggressive. Let's explain... How the, the 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 premise of it, if people don't, are not familiar with the Edinburgh Movies Festival, well, the thing is, most actors come out with one film a year, mm-hmm. and then just after a year, they just throw it away. So what they do is, every year, they go up to the Edinburgh Movies Fringe Festival for a month, and they just show their movie every single day, and they do press, and they do yeah. maybe guest spots on like panels yeah, at other yeah, people's yeah, yeah, shows uh, where they show the movies, and it's just that kind of thing where. If we're only going to show this this year, no one's going to see it again. We'll just show it in one big run. Mm-hmm. And then they come back down, they make another movie. Yeah, exactly. And throughout the year, that's what they're doing is, is they're, we've just passed through preview season. Um, we yeah. get movie previews, trailers, that sort of thing where you can go to special nights in you know big cities. Usually a bit cheaper. See, yeah, a bit cheaper. Which you can nice. see work in progress movies. Yeah. Um, Maybe a first cut. Yeah, exactly. Uh, rough cut, sort of unedited. If it's a comedy film, sometimes less funny than the the final product ends up being. Yeah, but it's not just comedy. I mean, there's a lot of different genres of movies that they do. Yeah, <laughs> like like horror, less horrible maybe. The less previews. horrible. Yeah, less documenting for the less documentaries. Not, sometimes I haven't documented enough. Or no, anything at all. No. That's, yeah. when, that's when the panic really sets in. You get to the end of July and you haven't documented there's anything nothing has for been your documentary. documented at all. Yeah, that's a nightmare. You just... 
kind of stood in these empty preview rooms with just the people that are just kind of going, mm-hmm. where's the document? Exactly. You go, I barely got anything. Yeah. I'll just talk to the crowd for a bit, see if that ends up being documented. So mo- most of our previous guests are up in the Edinburgh Movies Festival. Oh, if you're there, week. listener, get in touch. Tell us what movies you've seen. Please. What's good, bad? What's great shit? What's and, good, you know, what's... Okay, everything. fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> How do they get in touch with us, Andy? The, um, the, the at TMPMS How. Yeah, the at, the, at TMPM uh, Show. Twitter handle. At TMPM Show on Twitter. What's the Facebook one? The Facebook one's it's just TMPM Show. Isn't it? Or if you really like the show, and you should, because this isn't this a great show, you can get onto iTunes, which is where it's, it sometimes is, or Apple Podcasts, mm. or any other places... And give us a rate review ring, uh, but especially on iTunes because that's where it matters. Give us a rating of five stars and review us and say, "Oh, wasn't that bloody good? Oh, wasn't that bloody?" Should we give them bundle of some laughs? People do is they say they give them a suggestion of something to write. Oh we yeah, don't know what to write? Yeah, so it's just say this movie uh, <laughs> podcast is. Uh, effing great but say, you should listen say fucking, to it say effing. your mum would like it your dad would like it your little brother probably would also like it and so you should download it and you download it by you go onto your your podcast app and you you search for the talking movies pictures movie show yep. um and then you download it all the time every time and then write uh hello uh this is an email to everyone i know um this link to this podcast is the best um mm-hmm, mm-hmm, five mm-hmm, stars mm-hmm. yep so that's, just that's write that write verbatim for the review um, it's like a calling card then we'll know that you know this works that, and yeah it'll be nice that's um, how you know um, oh, and leave five kisses at the end as well. Do we have Marvel news this week? I can't remember. Oh, okay. So the Marvel news. Um, people will have noticed that feature, we we so. usually start the episode with Marvel news because there's so oh. much to get through. So we have to get through all the Marvel news and then see if there's enough time for for the rest interview. of the episode and the interview. Uh, but this week, obviously, we haven't started with Marvel news because as no. we've explained, everyone's at the end of movies as well. You know, and, and it's not just and these, that's where Marvel is, and that's where Marvel news. That's of course, they, that's their panel. where they make their big announcements. They have their yeah. panels. Early they show all of next year's movies at the yeah. Edinburgh Movies Fringe Festival. They train up their little actors to get them to do their own exactly. solo shows. And stuff. So if you do a whole month of Spider-Man, then the next one you could even you be could better You could be Spider-Man. <laughs> I think he already is. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because of last if year. If he is. <laughs> and he was. Was he? Yeah. There we go. That's how it works. That's and, how uh, the Movies Fringe Festival so, works. So we don't have it because obviously it's all it's all being held back for the for Movies Festival. Mm. Um, right. Should we get to the guest? Mm. We got the uh, the actor Tim Goodings um, coming in, which is very good. It's very exciting. Very good of him to come in at such Goodings. late notice. But I Goodings. was going to say, Tim, Goodings. I was going to Tim Baddings, more like. <laughs> well, he probably that is, is that very all the time. funny. He probably, is that all he probably time. does as well, but deservedly. Well, I think he's. Uh, I've, not, I've not seen his movie. You've, have you seen that? Haven't you? I, yeah, I saw a test screening. Well, yeah. this is the thing. Like, I was going to get a cup of coffee before we started this. You've got one there. Um, no, that's a cup of tea. Oh, okay. Well, what's gonna... that cup next to it? That's your cup of tea. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, so what? Uh, I was thinking maybe you could go out and get me uh, a coffee like from Costa or Starbucks or something. Because, I mean, I'm just looking at my calendar here. Now? In my calendar, I've got have a cup of coffee and... Um, and do an interview with the actor Tim Goodings. Well, I've just got the interview in And mine. you've just got the interview in yours. So, because I've got like... Mine already, doesn't say that I should I've, go and get coffee. But I've got more things to do in mine, so I'm busier. So if you could go out and get my coffee, that would save me a job, and I'll just sit here and do the interview. And and Well, I'll, I'll, I reckon I'll make it back in time, to be honest. Yeah, well, well, we'll find out, I guess. I think I'll make it back in time. Yeah, cool. Well, if you hurry. I which, mean, one, it, which one do you want me to do? The one 15 miles away. E, oh, Costa? Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, if you start walking now... What sort of... Walking, yeah, kind of like Brody Car. No, okay, why? It's um in the shop. It's outside. Oh, and so, I'm inside. Exactly. So <laughs> you won't be able to. <laughs> to get it. So if you start walking now, you might get back for the. What coffee do you want? Um, could I get a um a espresso? Just an espresso. Single espresso, please. But could you also ask them just to give me like a half measure because it'll be a bit stronger, boys. A half espresso. Yes, please. Okay, and and you really you you don't have any coffee in you house here studio yeah but i i it's not as good it's not as good costa it's proper coffee isn't it? well that's it isn't it yeah i've got kenko it's not proper okay well um if you if you hurry you'll be you'll make it back in time for listener questions is he 
Is he arriving? He's going to give me a call when he's downstairs. Okay, great. But all just right, send him right. up if you go past him on the stairs. Um, Do you know yeah. what he looks like? No, I don't actually. He's about 6'1". Yep. Blonde hair. Tons of fun. Beautiful blue eyes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, I'll, well, I'll, I'll probably be struck down by his beauty then when I walk past Yeah, him. don't fall down the stairs. Get me that fucking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Don't touch that dial. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, welcome back to the Talking Movies, Pictures, Movie Show. My name's Andy Price, and Tim Goodings isn't here, as we explained in the last segment. But with me today is the actor, Tim Goodings. Welcome to the show, Tim Goodings. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? It's nice of you to finally come on the show after all the invites. Oh, I only got one. I was I only got the most recent... Well, I assume it's the most recent one from two months ago. Oh, yeah, that's the only one I sent, but... Oh, okay. That's, that's like four well, guests yeah, ago. I'm, I'm glad that I could find a time in my schedule to, to hop along to your little... Um, I mean, do you, do you want me to use the word podcast. studio? It's called a podcast. No, but this this place is a... You, you call it a studio? No, it's my living room. Yeah, but I mean, you want me to... Just for the purposes of this, do you want me to say that it's a studio or... Why? Do you think that would make it sound better? I think you want it to sound better because if I actually accurately describe it, you know, I don't think people would want well, to. Keep when listening. you accurately describe it, we'll let the listener decide whether we're running a professional. Well, there's a lot of taxidermy, not. and I don't know if that's something that you want to advertise. We all need hobbies. Okay, it's what, fine. Oh, what's, if you're happy with, for me to the taxidermy. Well, I mean, the positions that you put some of them in, I don't think is is entirely appropriate. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with, like, two hedgehogs 69ing. Maybe you should tell me before I walk in about the taxidermy, or I can just act like I would if it was the first time again that I'd seen it. All right, go on. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, go on. Okay, fine. All right. (laughs) Oh, what's this? Are you seeing, I moved them all when you were out of the room. Oh, I was just, I was, that's how I acted the first time. I was just, I was doing it again. The actor Tim Goodings. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks. Now, we're here to talk about your movie that's come out. Yeah. yeah. Came out this week. Is that Mm, right? um, It came out in America this week. It's coming out in England next week. Lovely. So you've done your American leg of the press tour? Um, No, I'm still doing that. I mean, I'm still kind of back and forth at the moment. Just, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty hectic. That explains the bags. Um, Or is that for a role? No, I'm just tired. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I've got to shoot off after this pretty quickly. I've got a hard out, as they say. I can't stick around too long. Um, Got to be off to do Fallon. Have you met Fallon before? Uh, Yeah, we're good pals. James, I call him. Um, 
Why do you call him that? Because his stage name's Jimmy, and I, I think he likes to differentiate between the two uh, sides of his personality. Very well, dour off stage. His real name's Thomas, so I don't know where you're getting James from. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, but then his middle name's James, so he goes like by that. James on the off stage, Jimmy on stage, and uh, Thomas when you're with his parents. Um, I've not met them, but uh, I understand they're nice. And that's the anecdote you're taking on his show? I've never met his parents, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's pretty good. Because he goes... Yeah, like, I, mean, if, if, I don't know if you've seen... Uh, Tonight Show I don't know what it's called but he generally asks people if they've met his parents because okay. he likes to pretend he's friends with everyone luckily I actually am so what's um, going to be what's going to be your punchline to that story I'll say who's your daddy because I've never met his dad so mm. I would sort of and that'll be and then you know what Americans are like they'll fall over themselves for me at the stage door afterwards probably get some action hopefully from the audience from an American yeah maybe all right, you fine, had one of them braver or? man than me. You've had one? Oh, several. Yeah, what were they like? Um, well, they're friendly, mm-hmm. giving, mm. rewarding. Are you describing your taxidermy pets again? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's not. Let's the not fox is an American fox. Megan? No. Well, you should. It's it's Jamie. American. Called it Jamie. It's a man. Oh, of course. <laughs> Sorry. That makes so much more sense to what you're doing to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question about the movie. Oh, you do have some questions. That's good. Well, I have one. I've got to say, I've done a few interviews leading up. I mean, this is not by no means the climax of my press tour. So what number is this movie? What number is it? Yeah, that's my question. You mean how long is it? No, no, no. How many movies? What number is it? just one movie. But that you've done. What number movie this is, is... um, Is this? It's actually is, and it's eight. And is um, this the first one that's set in America? Uh, no, it's the first one shot in America. Okay, so with, like, um, but they they were all. I mean, not. I mean, obviously, not all of them are. So a lot of them were set there, but most of them, okay. mostly. I mean, I, I'm obviously I'm trying to kind of break America at the moment. I've managed to actually, you know, get in with the studio. Well, I mean, over there as, as as our listeners will know, that whenever a British actor such as yourself then goes on and, do, and does a movie in America or set in America, mm. we automatically lose them to America. So that's right. Yeah. Are, are we quite lucky to have you in the studio? Today? Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I, I wow. just hope that the listeners are not your, too... Is this your only bit of press in the UK? No, I will be doing some others, but okay. I, I just, I want to just, just put out a sort of little PSA for anyone listening. I apologize that I'm aware. I'm very aware that I've kind of picked up the accent. Mm. Having, after having been there. Because so you go long. up at the end of, um, yeah, I go up at the end of every sentence. Do you want to ask me a question about the movie? That's rude. Yeah. But, well, I, Sorry, I've been in America. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the dialect, it's the accent. Maybe I should say it in my original accent and it will sound... Go on. Go on. Talk to me about the movie. And you see, that's how I that's how I used to sound before I went to America. But now, obviously, I've got the... Who is your vocal <coughs> coach? Prince. Ah, so who's who is it now? Um, well, I've, I've I've reached the you know I managed luckily my last um, mm. class with him was the week before he died. Oh wow! I wasn't there, and that's when why he, he killed when he himself. Died. No, when he died. Oh okay, I wasn't. Fine. I wasn't there. Why would you be? No, exactly. I wasn't there. Um, and so it sounds like you were yeah. there. No, it doesn't. I just said I wasn't. Um, yeah, and that was a combination of uh, a few years worth of work, and obviously before that, you know, he just it's it's really down to Prince. That I sound like this. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can hear the influence. I mean, I can see it and hear it. Yeah. Which is... Go on, what, what, what would you say descriptively like, about my appearance, would you say? is? Um, it's mostly the moustache. The moustache. Um, Double clothes. The skin Double tone as well, probably. Mm. Uh, the that hair. Was, that was... Uh, well, that is... I mean, I have to admit, that's actually for the role. That's not... Oh, okay. Yeah, I play a really tanned guy. Because you're originally, you're white. Is well, that right? the character is white. Were you he, born white? I was born... I was born sort of like um, off white, like duck egg. Eggshell. That's it, duck eggshell. Yeah. So it was a bit blue when I was born because <clears throat> of the umbilical cord on my neck. But it, it was, I, uh, and then I got a bit pinker and then very pale. And then I just tanned up for this role. I'm not playing a darker skinned race. I'm just playing someone who's lived okay. in America for a long time. Tan white. Tan. And what does that add to the, <laughs> to the, um, the role, what, what is this, why is this character so It's just so character, Andy. It's really just me being method and just sort of really like this, because I read the script and it was like, this guy's lived in, in like, you know, America for ages. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, what, you know, what, what if I was to do that? What would I look like? Mm. And so obviously I bleached my hair and tanned my skin and just carried a surfboard around with me everywhere and a cowboy hat. Talk about the voice you were doing. Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, you know, you're, you're hearing a little preview of it now based on, um, you know, the fact that I've just been doing it. And I was, you know, I'm very, as I said, I'm method. <clears> I was doing the, the accent on set even when we were not filming mm. very much like Daniel Day Lewis in that sense um, he was very complimentary of my performance can you still call uh, his role a cameo if he was in it for like the most majority of the film uh, no I and mean, that's why we haven't um, we've called it uh, he's co-starring with me is that right he came out of retirement for this for this movie which is very nice of him uh, well presumably when it was shot he wasn't retired yet you could presume that yeah so this is his last film essentially well it will be Oh wow! If he retires again, okay. So, so it reti- So you shot this film what like four weeks ago, roughly. Oh, okay. And it's already been edited. Uh, has it got a soundtrack? Um, it's being written. Who did the soundtrack? Well, at the moment, because we we really rushed through, we're doing it old school. So we've got like a live pianist at every cinema, just scoring it oh, as it's going on. Um, so there will be scenes where, because of that, and they can't get the balance right the dialogue has been taken out and they just replace it with the texts right. in between. So I've um, seen some, I've seen some um, test screenings and when the music comes in sometimes during a particularly dramatic scene mm-hmm. there, um, I heard just like a gasp at one point and I was like, I'm the only one in the cinema because it was a test screening. And it was like, I didn't gasp. Why is there a gasp? And that's because you've been recording it live at other screenings. Yeah. So we've had to take, obviously, we realised that the, some of the live uh, scoring was so good. Yeah. We were like, well, we can't keep hoping that this is going to be recreated every single time. So we just filmed a few of them. Yeah. Found the best one of the test screenings. And that's just up there. So you do get a bit of audience reaction in there. Uh, did you hear the argument in the second scene? Oh, between God, the, yeah. the couple and the guy <clears throat> behind, sat behind. He was yeah. sat behind them, but obviously you can tell. That so that's you. not part of the film? No, that's not like... I, I, Ideally, we wish people would think that that was just like happening off screen. Right, okay. But they are in a field alone. There's atmosphere. Characters, so right. it doesn't make sense that that would really... It doesn't. No. No. Um, it was, a, a, It was. my understanding is, and I wasn't in that screening, but this, the, the pianist told me that there was a couple, the guy sat behind the man. Yeah. Uh, he was just like spitting on his neck. Yeah. And then rubbing it in. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Um, and so, and then he would like just keep doing that. So the guy got obviously a bit annoyed, and um, to spite him, started like kissing his girlfriend really fiercely because uh, the guy was on his own. The other guy, and then they got into a little bit of a. And that's how the movie got its R rating. Spit spat. Yeah, because he, he was swearing quite a lot, and actually, right. there's no, there's no real sexual or drug or. Uh, bad language. Well, it's supposed to be a family film, if, if I understand rightly. It's supposed to be, sure, but now we're lumped with this fucking R rating, 18 rating. Does it also explain why the movie has a laugh track? It's um, just people laughing no. along to the. So you just put that an was actual... in there anyway. Okay, so you that's put. That's on set. That's the that's crew, crew laughing. That's the crew really enjoying some of my antics. I mean, again, some of it is improvised because I just get. I got so into the character, Andy, that I would just really. And just enjoy doing the accent so much that I would just really just let myself go crazy. I'm a big improviser, as you so, know. So, well, I'm, I mean, I just want to check on something mm-hmm. because, I mean, I know movies. Yeah, I know yeah. how movies oh, are made and all that kind of shit. Th- well, this is um, this is a movie <clears throat> podcast, isn't it? That's my understanding. Is it? I've never listened to it, so I don't know, but... Are you are you an actor? Yes. Oh, it must be. I must have been thinking yeah. of another podcast. I'm a good actor. Ah. So... In order for the, the crew's laughter to uh-huh. appear on the audioscape of this movie, you know, in it, yeah. they must have, like, you must have employed extra boom operators to have the boom mics above the crew so, as well. But it was so funny that the laugh it was, was so that loud. loud. Yeah. Um, that we were like, we could do ADR, but why? When the laughs are in there and then the audience knows when to laugh. Um, and do and, they? And, well, did you laugh? No. Yeah. No, I bet you did. No, I didn't. I was on my own. Well, I don't laugh on your own. own. Exactly. Uh, every screening I've been to, I've been laughing very loud. So, have you, have you been with other people at them? Um, a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Director, what about on your own? Daniel Day and the other director. Director, comma Daniel Day or director um, and Daniel Day. Did he direct this? No. Okay. Who no. directed it? Uh, Paul Feig. Oh, okay. And that's that's why it's a comedy. 
Mm, I wouldn't say that's why it's a comedy. I is that why it's, I say it's a comedy? Is why he directed it. Oh, okay. So he didn't know going in that it was no, a he comedy, did. and that's why he directed it. Oh, okay. So if you came to him with a drama, he'd just go fuck off, mate. Well, he doesn't do drama. Never. Have you seen his films, Andy? No. Well, I have. Who is he? This one. Actually, you have, because you've seen this film. So, well, I saw a test screening. Of this film. Well, I can't be sure. I see a lot of them. Um, um, Melissa McCarthy. She's in it. She was the, she was an advisor. Um, So she wasn't in it. No, but she was on set a lot. She was my stand-in. Did you not think to get her in for a cameo or did Daniel Day-Lewis take up all the cameos? Oh, she's in a cameo. Oh, okay. What yeah, does she, she's not, she doesn't play a fool. T- tell us a little bit about the, the cameo. Cameo is in the, in the second scene, as I said, the, in the field. Uh, Can you quickly explain the first scene so we know the context for this? Okay. I mean, I don't want to spoil because obviously that changes It's a lot the of beginning the, of the movie. Okay. Well, I'll just get, yeah, it's a kind of like prologue that sets up all of the, the mm. actions. So the first scene of the movie is me and Daniel Day. Um, we are, just in our living room, basically, mm. sort of sat shooting the shit, dicks out, whatever that means. And um, no, I mean that's that was he was so okay. The the joke he's making is he's undone his fly and put his finger through the hole, right? And he's waggling it and he's going, "Hey, to me," because he plays a Scottish guy, ah, of course, and because um, his accent was just yeah, fucking so like an American guy, and yeah. it's like he's he's waggling it because he's sort of, I mean, he's he's. He's a lot of uh, jokes in the movie. Mm. It's Daniel Day, you know how comedic actor And did, he is. did Paul Fee just read this first page of the script and go, yeah? Uh, well, hopefully he read the whole script but a certain point. Well, would you? But I think my understanding is, yeah, he was sort of did like... Did you read the like, whole finger script? Through the, finger through the fly, I'm in. Yeah. Is what I understand. Um, I read most of it, certainly. Which bits didn't you read? The bits that I made up. Go on. <laughs> well, these are the improvised scenes. I mean, uh, so... so uh, you didn't read the improvised scenes, so you just made them up on the spot. Yeah. That's amazing. I know, yeah. Wow. And, and is Daniel Day a good um, improviser? No, he's really, he's not. And he's actually, there's some scenes when they really had to, okay, so I don't, I don't want to have to reveal this, but as you're a podcaster that no one listens to, this will, so some scenes when I'm doing my improvisation, it will just, the camera will just be rolling on me for a few you know, minutes yeah. as I do my stuff and then we'll get his reactions on the other side in the next take and he doesn't understand what's happening so I would have to dress up as Daniel Day mm. and be his character in the same scene so Daniel Day-Lewis is played by you in some scenes. <laughs> How many? All the improvised scenes, which is the whole second half. Right. So he basically was a cameo, but his character's in the whole yes, thing. but he's credited <laughs> as that character, and I'm not credited as that character ever. Oh, okay. It's not supposed to be obvious. I did have a little bit of prosthetic going on, um, the, the Lincoln beard, the stovepipe hat. Um, do, the, do the accent? Well, uh, again, this is the problem, is that I... I was doing a different accent to him. A different Scottish accent to him? No. Okay. <laughs> different accent entirely. Right, okay. What, what? Did you, what, what did you think it was? <laughs> I thought it... <laughs> I'll tell you if you're right or not. I thought you were doing... I mean, it, it sounded very much uh, towards the southern part of Jamaica. <laughs> I could be wrong. It could be north. I don't. I don't know the nuances That's of the right, Jamaican accent. Wrong. Okay, no. it was North Jamaican. No, it was, okay. no. West, West. None of them. Oh, it was, um, Central. <laughs> it was um, some sort of Scandinavian. I oh, think. okay, like Finnish. Um, That's a sort. It's one of the sorts, and, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm not great. I'll, I'll, you know, this was my attempt at a Scottish accent, and it came okay. out. Is is Scandi. Scandi. So um Andy. Um, yeah. No, sorry. Um oh. and so yeah, well I'll just explain the scene. So we're sat there. Uh we'll get to the improvisation. Okay. Is this just after like the, the fly scene? This is what I'm saying. So, so I, that I, was I the I'll okay. describing that scene. Yeah. So so we're we're sat in the living room, he gets his finger out, dilly do, waving it around, pretending that it's um, a male penis. Mm. Uh, 
And, um, and then an eagle comes in. Yeah. Thinking it's a worm, because his mime's not good enough that that could be a penis. And he's got a really small, thin and finger. And yeah, and it's segmented. And ringed. Yeah, it's and it's got a mouth. Um, and eagle comes in, because I've left the window. And if you open. cut it in half, both pieces, just wriggle off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, and uh, I've left the window open, because I'm a bloody klutz. That's my kind of character. It's a kind of odd couple sort of situation. Okay, a lot of slapstick. Yeah, a lot of slapstick. Eagle comes in. Daniel Lewis slaps Dick out of his hand. Yeah. Well, it's not a real dick, obviously, it's his finger, but he knocks it yeah. to the side so that the eagle, forgetting that he can just move the finger, he's got so into the mind that he, <laughs> that he thinks he it was his like, dick. Yeah. He slaps Dick just <laughs> out of the path of the eagle. But yeah. It, it still gets it, grabs the finger, pulls his hand through his fly. Yeah. So he's now basically like a human pretzel. He's like knotted himself through his Oh, no. It does take the finger off. He looks like he's got a massive dick, though, at least. Mm, no, because it's very obvious by that point that it is. Oh, okay, fine. No one will make that. <laughs> um, I did. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. Well, that's fair. Eagle takes the finger off, flies back out the window. Mm. Uh, he's obviously screaming. He ties it up. And then we realise that that eagle... So, just before this happened, we've seen on television that, that there's an eagle on the loose. Mm. That if you catch it, there's a reward. And the reward is that you get to keep it. And it's an expensive eagle anyway. Yeah. And it's escaped from the zoo. And in America, the LA Zoo. Yeah. And um, so we that's basically the, the mission of the movie is we have to find this eagle, um, capture it, Talk to it, tame it. Um, Would you say this is the first um, road trip movie to feature an eagle? Hmm. Why should I say that? What have you got any others in mind? Or I don't know. It's, it's up to you whether you say it or not. I just asked. Would you? Um, we don't tend to travel by road that much in it. Um, uh, planes, trains, and automobile beagles. Beagles. That's a dog. That's a totally oh, okay. different thing. Planes, trains, and automo eagles. That's, I mean, that's excellent. That's better, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's not a dog. Yeah, it's, it's an not eagle. A dog, it's an eagle. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, anyway, the finger goes, and then and then we find out that his wife's left him. Ah. The eagle, Daniel, Daniel Day. The wife's left Daniel Day-Lewis an eagle. No, she's In a will? Him. She, oh. She, is, she sees this happen. She thinks that he's lost his cock. Oh, so she leaves him. So she's like, Brutal. it's over. And he's like, Whoop. And he doesn't know which way to go. Because he doesn't have a personality. And he wants his finger, but he wants his wife. And he goes, well, if I get the finger back, oh, I could expose myself quickly to her, but I'm in the room and I'm very bashful as a character. He doesn't want to expose his cock to his wife so that she knows that he's got a cock so that she doesn't leave him. Right. Go on. So he goes to get the finger with, from the eagle and I go with him because I'm his mate. And how do uh, you travel? Well, we just kind of go off off road. We get like um, quad bikes, and so it's an off road trip. Free diving, it's an off road trip. Okay, yeah. that's where I got confused. Yeah, yeah, it's an off road movie. <laughs> Sorry, that was the point where um, Tim usually asks a question. Oh, who's so that? I lo- he's the my co host on the podcast. We didn't. Um, he was busy. Where is he? Um, well, he he went out to get me a coffee. Is he likely to turn up again at any point during the interview? Or? Probably not, because oh, okay. um, the nearest coffee shops are a good 10 miles away. Are we, are I didn't we, are we, in my car. Are we, are we better off without him, are you saying? You think it's not? We don't need him at all. I mean, we, we went for half an hour or so there without any problems um, until Christ. until just then when um, I forgot that that I needed to ask his questions as well. Oh, do you want me to right. ask a few of his? Because so I've got them here. Yeah, you know All what right. sort of questions he would normally ask. Yeah. Okay. Okay, go on. Here's then. one. Um, okay. First, he's double underlined this one as well. Any pranks on set? Hmm. Is that something that typically happens on movies then? People would play pranks instead of being professional or are they... Well, we haven't asked that question much before, so I don't really so know, don't know how many. The, yeah. uh, we asked it once and they said yes. yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, okay. I mean... This isn't so much a prank because no one was doing anything deliberate, but 
it was a real eagle that we used. I mean, in many ways, the whole movie's a prank because it's a comedy. Do you want to hear the prank? I just wonder if you, or you, you don't care. I'm just Tim's the only one that cares. Oh, I, I understand where the confusion's happened here. You don't realise that this is a conversation. So when I contributed uh, just then, you were like, what? I haven't finished everything I was saying. I thought it was Because it's more important. I thought it was an interview. Because I'm an actor and everything I say is more important than just some fucking podcast host. Mike, did you did you get this interview, Mike? Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'll, I'll finish it, but I just I just want to know who who the fuck this guy is. Is there a problem? Yeah, I'm just talking to my PA. Okay. Well, he can talk to my PA. Who's that? Well, you don't need to talk to him during the interview. He can well, maybe, himself. Well, maybe maybe I do. Is he bored? No, I'm just. We can I'm talk just to Craig. Craig, how... Craig, talk to Mike. Keep him entertained. Like, leave him alone. Ignore him. I don't know why. Like, honestly, I, you're supposed to be doing this interview. Yeah. And you're I talking agree. to your PA because so he's you. bored. You're supposed to be doing this interview, Andy. I did. Like, there was one point where I didn't ask a question. And that's Tim's fault, technically. Any pranks on set? Mm, well, sort of. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, asked, I interrupted um, you again. Oh, thank you. Um, you're welcome. Not so much a prank, but as I said earlier, when you first asked the question, poorly. Um, My name's not poorly. Sandy. There was no deliberate prank thing, but there was a the the eagle was real, real eagle. What the eagle would do is uh, just sort of, and I don't know if you could call this a prank, but it would just kind of um, attack me mm. and scratch at the lens. Thought the boom mic was like prey, um, and just like generally cause chaos. Very hard to kind of wrangle it and. Um, the uh, the gaffer died. Oh. But, I mean, if we, I mean, I, I know why you've asked this question is because obviously in the press we said prank gone wrong so that it seemed less serious. Rather than just rather man than just dies. Man dies from eagle eye claws. Mm. Um, and, but yeah, he was just mauled. Um, oh God. Right, right through the eyes, into the brain, by the talons. All of that scooped fresh out, gulped it down, and then he was just like, and then we shut his eyes and you couldn't even tell. So that was good for the open casket. So why did you decide to make the dedication at the start of the movie to the eagle rather than the gaffer, considering the eagle didn't die? Because frankly, the eagles had a lot of bad press after this, and he might find it difficult to find work. Oh, really? Is he like... The gaffer, it's not an issue for him anymore. He's he's dead. dead. So the eagle is sort of like I mean he was he's the main eagle that you get in any movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean yeah name name a movie with an eagle in. Eddie. No, that's the skier. But I see the word confusion is. Oh. But you know maybe now name a movie with an actual eagle in. Um, Lord of the Rings. Uh, they were CGI. But okay. Now if you name another one, it probably will be it. <laughs> um, probably. Um, oh, what's the one? Um, it was the uh, the guy's pet in the in the mask. Wasn't that a dog? A beagle's a dog. Oh, goodness me. Okay. No, it's an what? eagle. What's an eagle? Were you picturing a dog this whole time? Well, yeah, that's, a, that's what a beagle is. It's a type of dog. Okay, no. The eagle was called beagle. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was. It is an eagle. It is an eagle. Which is a bird of prey. <clears throat> I did question it because I thought I didn't think that dogs had wings. But then I thought maybe the wings should, were CGI. You should continue to think that, frankly. You should continue to think that, Andy, because they just don't. What? Which bit would you like me to explain? Um, is anything more why about why the that eagle is called Beagle? Because it rhymes with um, Steven Seagal. Yeah, he voiced yeah. it. <laughs> How? It's, Obviously, Steven Seagal is very well known as being like a hard man action star. So to put him behind a microphone in a studio, do you no, think that's sorry, restrictive? Sorry, he didn't. Okay, he he did voice it, but the eagle has a sort of split personality. Okay, so there's moments when it shows contrition for what's happened. Yeah, and in those moments, it is played by Jason Seagal. Oh, okay. But when he's being more nasty and the, the bad side of his personality, that is Steven Seagal. Oh, okay. Tell, tell us a bit about more about your character then, because obviously we've talked about the Eagle Beagle, we've talked about Jason Seagal, we've talked about Steven Seagal, we've talked Seagal. about Daniel Day getting his massive cock out, yeah, yeah. Um, turning into a human pretzel, having his arm. What were you doing this whole time? 
I was just gawping. I mean, you, I was, so you play the best friend in this movie, presumably. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's can't, your can't what's your story arc? Um, well, I um, I kind of learned that you know not everything is a joke, because, despite being the comic relief. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is that, that, to begin with, is that think, why you relief nothing I, comically in the second half of the movie? To begin with, I try to encourage D-Day to do some jokesters. D-Day? Yeah. Yeah. And he, that's why he puts a finger through the, the zip. And that is obviously the inciting incident. Yeah. And that's that is where all the bad stuff what, comes what from. What thematic question does that inciting incident raise? Is, you know, is jokes bad? Is jokes bad? And can they be? And, and should should, should, should everything be a jokes? And should everything be bad? No, but they can be. If they're jokes. Not necessarily, but that can happen. There is a crossover sometimes, and that's where that's where this movie takes place. Okay, and that's the midpoint. That's in the crossover. Right, okay. And then it crosses over, and you realise that Nothing jokes, is jokes. Should nothing be. is jokes, but could be. But then at the climax, I realise that some things should be. And you make a massive joke. And I make a big joke at the end. What was the big joke you make at the end? Well, again, it's the same joke that I made to, to Thomas Fallon, James, to yeah. his friends, Jimmy, to the audience, is I just say, because D-Day's dad shows up at the end. Played by? Played by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. That's when he finally gets the finger back. <laughs> by that point, it has, I mean, it's obviously rotted. Like yeah. it's just it's dead. There's no way you can reattach it. You can yeah. reattach it maybe for uh, aesthetic reasons. The body would reject it. It would well, just die. It wouldn't get any blood in it. Yeah. You know? Um. So he's crying. He's saying to me, my character, who's called Paul. Yeah. After Paul Vig. Yeah. Um, What's his surname in the in the film? League. Paul, Paul League. Paul League. Paul League. Yeah. So his uh, and he's he's upset. He finds a finger. He realizes, oh shit, this is this is not going to reattach. Mm. I mean, this is right at the end of this. We've had a lot of a big road of trials the whole way, meeting with the goddess, atonement with the father, all that sort of stuff. And then we get there, and suddenly finds the finger. We get the eagle. We try mm. to prosecute the eagle, um, but it turns out that it is. It's entirely like it, it, you can't prosecute an animal. It's not against like it's not done nothing against the law. It is fully legal what it's done. Yeah. Um. So. So he uh, he was just like, I need you to do something for me, Paul. League. Can you call my dad? Yeah. And uh, I look at the eagle because he's kind wagging of like, his tail. He's sort of nodding and yeah. That's how they, that's what wagging the tail means is just <clears throat> nodding. It's just the tail nodding. Dog yeah. nodding. And uh, and he and and the birds is like, oh, he feels bad about it, but he's kind of in control of everything. Mm. So in my mind, it's like this bird is is a, it kind of created this whole situation for you. So do you want me to use your? Uh, basically, what I say is, who's your daddy? <laughs> Meaning, who should I phone, or is it the eagle is actually in control of everything? Uh, and that's the atonement with the father that I mentioned ah. um, towards the end of the movie. Um, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's it's a, pretty good. So jokes, yes. Jokes, yes. Um, please. Yes, please. And thank you um, for the jokes in this film, which is called... Which is called... Um, and it is one of those movies where you have the title of the... The name of the director at the front, like Lee Daniels the Butler. Because oh, okay. there is another movie with the same title. <clears throat> Just to differentiate. It is called Fees Legal Beagle the Eagle. Uh-huh. And Paul League. Why why is your character's name in the title? What? You've never heard of a character name being in a title of a film before? Are you fucking insane? You're not the lead character though. You're the comic relief. You're the best friend. Like the main yeah. character is D Day Lewis. Yeah. What's his name in the in the film? Ed- Edvard. Edvard. So why isn't it Greek. Paul Feig's legal beagle the eagle with Greek and league? <laughs> yeah. Why is it not that? No, it is. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Feig's legal beagle the eagle with league and Greek. With league and Greek. Yeah. 
Okay, that that makes sense. So it's almost like a Harold and Harold and Kumar get the munchies, but it's no one gets the munchies. It's Paul no, Feig's any drugs in this legal beagle the eagle with Legan Feig's legal beagle the eagle go to White Castle with Greg and League or with League to get League. the munchies to get the munchies from Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so we're we're just about wrapping up here. Um, one what question: about What happens in the film? Where, we we've learned a lot about what happened in the film. What did you think of the um, wacky race montage in the movie? Um, I thought it was tasteless, if I'm honest. What did you think but of the, the Fred Flintstones t- montage in the movie? That was um, erudite. Thank you. Thank um, you. When I was banging on the bathroom door when he was trying oh, to sort out, he's like, is it a finger or is it my cock? Who and played was, Fred Flintstone in this? We got John Goodman back, actually. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. But he's too thin now, so it didn't really... So didn't what, didn't really you just work. get him to play Barney or something? Too tall. Ah, who played Barney? Rick Moranis again. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Came out of retirement for it. Yeah, just that's brilliant. Day. A lot of people come out of retirement yeah. for this. He's um he's a musician now, isn't he, Rick Moranis? I don't know. I didn't speak to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Out of choice? Yeah. What was the choice? His choice. His choice. Yeah. Okay, he chose not to speak to you. Uh, he chose not to speak to anyone. He, he, I mean, unless yeah, he, he wasn't. He wasn't that talkative. Okay. Um, so he didn't do any of his lines. No. <laughs> okay, that's a shame. <laughs> I mean, we, and we'd re- he had a fucking monologue. He had like a three-page monologue. Did he? Indeed, he just sang it. Um, he he tried to kind of mime it. And, and actually, what's lucky is that he that is the part of the movie where we can just put the text over it while it's being live scored by a pianist. Okay. So we just have a shot of him looking blankly like at nothing, looking angry because he's re- in that shot. He is being shouted at by the director to do the lines, mm. and we just put the monologue up on the screen, and you can just read it. You have to read it pretty quickly though, because it all goes by very fast. Okay. Um, it's just quite kind of about um, how the Flintstones is a sort of satire on technology and modern culture. Go on. Um, and but I mean, it's obviously not. It's yeah. Because it's a cartoon. So the whole middle section of this movie is animated. No, but the Flintstones was a cartoon, if you remember. So that segment wasn't animated. No. So it's not the Flintstones. They play the same characters. I mean, you not, literally just not. said the Flintstones was animated. Yeah, well, he plays Barney Ribble. Barney Ribble? Mm-hmm. And, and John Goodman plays Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Which are in the Flintstones. Those right. Those characters are. Yeah. But they're not in this film animated. So did did you animate John Goodman or did he just no, do the voice he's a very animated man. But he, didn't, he, did, he did the voice. So he is a cartoon. John Goodman's a cartoon. He is, yeah. but... Fred Flintstone isn't. But Fred Flintstone in this film isn't. So he played a live action man, but Rick Moranis did it in the fuck all. He got him in the costume nothing. at the most. So did you have to fill in for him as well? For some of it. Okay, for the improvisation mm-hmm. scenes. Well, yeah, the improvisation. Again, John Goodman can't improvise as well. No. So when there was that scene when we were stuck in the bathroom and like John Goodman's banging on the door, we're like, oh, he's doing that whole thing. Yeah. Then I have to... I start improvising a potential Flint's fake Flintstones plot. Yeah. Because there's a, we need a lot of filler in this movie. Because oh, yeah. it is really just us catching wow. up with an eagle after about six minutes. Yeah. Um, and they weren't really, you know, they weren't really keeping on top of it. So I was just fake making this fake Flint, Flintstones storyline where Fred gets an STD and... Which one? Sisyphus Sisyphus. 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 Sisyphus was a character from Greek myth who was forced to roll a stone up a hill. So basically, the middle part of this film is just an episode of the Flintstones. And Mucky Races. And Scooby Doo. Brilliant. Yeah. Congratulations. Now, before we end, um, I understand that you, even though the score was scored live at the test screenings, Mm -hmm. um, there was a single that was released alongside this movie. It came out in the US last week. It's gone straight to the top of the charts. It's Mm -hmm. coming out Mm -hmm. in the UK Mm -hmm. this year, this um, fucking week. And I was wondering if you could maybe do, because I understand it was you that that, that wrote it and performed on it. I'm glad you understand that. Uh, So if you, yeah, would you you mind doing a little... uh... No, I wouldn't mind. (laughs) Go on then. I'll just do it, shall I? Yeah. And 
Von Grieg put his finger through his fly. His friend Paulie said, why, oh, why? And Eagle flew in. Eagle the Beagle flew in. Snapped up that finger. And away he did fly. John Goodman Locked in the bathroom Making up an episode Of the Flintstones with Finn Moranis Improvised But still good from his mouth We had searched north and south and east and west for the finger He found it in an office on the west coast Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Goodings. Say thank you. Oh, thanks. Bye. All right, that was the uh, the end of the interview. Um, going to move on to listener questions now. Um, oh, oh, thank God for that. I thought I was going to have to ask myself some questions. Uh, no, you, I'm back. You missed the, oh, there we go, mate. Thanks, mate. You missed... Uh, oh, was it cold? Oh. Did you not want it cold? I did, actually, yeah, thanks. Oh, good. It's good that you knew That's that. because... You know how I like it. I bought it hot. Um, it's gone cold. Did you pass Tim Goodings on the stairs? He's gone? Yeah. Have you done the interview? No, we do, we're on listener questions now. We've done the interview. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, I couldn't... He only had a window and you were too busy getting had a fucking coffee. You let him take one of your windows? No, he left through the window. Oh, I see. He left it because there. Because the car was outside. So well, exactly. He, yeah, yeah until I lent him my car to drive mm-hmm. back. Oh, that's oh, fine. All right, well, um, maybe I'll get you to get me coffee next time. Uh-huh. See how you like it. Yeah, maybe you will. So we're just doing this to questions now? Yeah. You got you pick any out of the bag? Yeah, i got the bag. I'll All right, pick up. it up. I've got it out of the mailbox. <laughs> oh, that looks heavy. There we go. Bag of mail. Shall I get a letter out of the bag of mail? Please. Okay, um, here it is. It's a letter. Um, ah, this one is from Josh Preston. and From? Josh Preston. Yeah. It's from Preston. And he's, That's uh, impressive. In Preston. Uh, yours is better. He's, uh, he's 16 and he... Oh, he's... Right. Well, I agree with Josh. Because he said... Uh, Andy? Where's Tim gone? And he's and that's this is postal as well. So you, yeah, I've got it on the way out. He must have you. he must have got it on the first post. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Tim? I'm glad Royal Mail was privatized. 
because this one this wouldn't have Don't happened before. Josh. What's well, the question? He said, oh, Andy, where's Tim gone? Well, I, I explained that you've gone yeah, to get a coffee. He's an idiot. I mean, I, I agree with him in that, like, I, I, I'm glad that he's asking the question, but we all know. He didn't need to ask it's the question. Really. Yeah, so it is. Send the bit. So burn it. Yep, I got one from Samuel. McSamuel from Sunderland. And he says, Andy? <laughs> he's written that inflection in, hasn't he? No, I just presumed. Ah, oh, never presumed. I'm making free out of you and me. <laughs> Andy? Mm? Um, not, I shouldn't respond to that. I'm just, I'm just saying. How many times have you and Tim gone to the... What is it? I mean, I could just read out what you're yeah, saying well, there. Why did you... I, why, I want you to. I, why I thought you were trying to guess. So I was why like, are you stopping? Well, because you started saying words. Has he put in loads of ellipses? No, he's not putting any. He's just put the words. It's just you, though, is it? Fucking it up. It's not me. You just started interrupting What's me. What's the last bit? How many times have you and Tim been to Pizza Hut after the movies? Which movies? All the, any movies we go to. Any movies? Yeah. How many times have we been to Pizza Hut after it? Um, well, I mean, as he, I was, we, I think we mentioned this every episode. I mean, we, we usually go to McDonald's, so... Yeah, he should know that. We go to McDonald's every episode. Every episode we mention that we go to McDonald's after yeah. every screening. I have my 20 chicken nuggets share box. Tim yeah. has his... Big Tasty. Big Tasty. Uh, with bacon. And fries. Uh, as a meal. Yeah. As a rule. And um, you, you, you have a Fanta with yours as well, don't yeah. you? Which I always think is weird because yeah. what's a McDonald's without a, um, a bottled water? Yeah, and I get a free student cheeseburger because I have a, a forged uh, NUS card. Oh, well done. Uh-huh. Well done. Yeah, na- never. The answer is never. We yeah. never went to Pizza Hut. We went to Nando's once. Oh, I remember that. I had, um, I had uh, to start, I had like a half chicken with uh, the Which medium half? spicy peri- the left half and then not the front half no then for uh, the, my second course I had the other half of the chicken the, the it was a left half of another chicken well I mean what I'm going to ask Andy was, was it bad at dancing because it would have had two left feet I didn't ask it to dance no well why would you it's dead but it did oh. and you're right ah oh, good yeah and what was the sauce you had again? Oh, it's, it's the medium spicy one. It was, oh, oh, I don't remember now. It's quite intense. Would you describe it as cheeky? I describe it as chickeny. Chicken. Cheekney. Cheek. That's, that's the Because I think people say cheeky Nando's. They're saying you want to go for a chickeny Nando's. <laughs> that's what they're asking. <laughs> What's a cheeky Nando's? Cheekney. Yeah, cheeky. Chickeny. Chickeny. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They want like, oh, but a really chickeny one. Like, it's like, it's got, and then has got loads of chickeny. What's a cheeky, like an ox cheek? What's or... a cheeky, yeah. That's weird. I know. Birds don't have cheeks, they've got beaks. Exactly. Beaks, not cheeks. A beaky Nando's. That would make more sense. <laughs> chickeny Nando's. Um, oh, oh, we did once go to um, Papa John's. Oh, it was Papa John's. Remember, and we went in there and we were in there for like, maybe like a minute. And then we both were looking at the menu and you're like, going, oh, maybe a margarita. And I was like, oh, I might have the seafood one. Yeah. And then both of us just looked at each other and just went, I don't fucking like pizza. Yeah, I don't. I've never I eaten actually one. am allergic to it. Yeah. So we didn't. And then we went in the next time. Remember that? Yeah. The next time we went into Papa John's. And then we were like, don't like, like I, Papa John's. No, Let's no, no. go to Pizza Hut. Well, we obviously said that. Yeah. <laughs> And that's where we went to Pizza Hut. Yeah. Um, and we've been there ever since, every time. Well, it was the, the open buffet, wasn't we it? So we, we never left. We yeah. only go to Pizza Hut now. I mean... So to clarify the question, we go to Pizza Hut all the time. Every time. But we're used to only go to McDonald's. Yeah. Chicken and Nando's once, Papa John's twice, accidentally. I hope that answers your question, pizza Samuel. Hut. Thank you. we don't you. like pizza, but we like huts. Oh, yeah. And uh, dough balls. I don't like the no balls. No, I, I don't know. like the no balls. When they come over and they're like, do you, do you want no balls? I say no balls. Uh, and do they react to that in the way you want them to? They react to it by shitting in my Diet Coke. But you still drink it. Well, I can't tell because they're both brown. Thanks for all the listener questions. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.